It's adventures in Jody sitting. Welcome. I've arranged for you to have a sort of variety pack of various pieces of audio that I've recorded on various days. Please enjoy. Picture Fred Flintstone. He's working on the dinosaur backhoe. I don't know what that dinosaur is. But he's out there at the quarry, the dinosaur with the very sharp teeth. The dinosaur that I believe in real life was probably an herbivore is using his, his plant-ripping teeth to crush stone. Not quite sure how well that worked, but that's the way they presented it. So, um, you know, and then the guy pulls the tail of the bird. The bird screams, I guess, which is the quitting time whistle. I don't know if there's a name for that, but it is the whistle. And then Fred slides down the tail of his dinosaur. If we worked like that where I am, where they, you know, blew the end of the day whistle, it, it literally, and not everybody left at the same time, we would be stuck in the parking lot for an hour. It would be crazy. That's what I, that's what I learned today. So I am, it's probably a good thing we all leave at different times. So Fred Flintstone's dinosaur rock eater thing. He just, he slides off of it, runs and punches out. Is he under no obligation to make sure that the dinosaur is fed and put away for the evening? Or does someone else come in and take over on the next shift? Was there a shift change and Fred's done, but oh, hey, dinosaur, not so fast. We have another guy who's going to make you crunch rocks with your little tiny teeth for the next eight hours. I mean, maybe they didn't because dinosaur quarrying is, is outdoor work and it, and it will get dark, I suppose. I, gu I guess I'm wondering why Fred didn't have to secure the dinosaur for the night. I think even if you work at a regular construction site, I have a feeling you can't just run off and leave your whatever equipment you're responsible for and running. I think you have to secure it somehow. You might have to put it away. But not Fred Flintstone, no, no. He's out of there, because he's not getting paid another minute past quitting time. Even if he punched out late, he's not gonna get paid for that extra time. Yeah, I'm really concerned about the working conditions in the 1960s television show, The Flintstones. When I'm not being lazy, which is, I'm, I'm usually being lazy, I try to make breakfast, which for me is something that I can eat in the car while I'm driving. So it's not gonna be something that requires a spoon or a fork because while I'm a very talented multitasker in the car, like I'm talking to you and driving right now, I am not, so good a multitasker that I can eat 
a bowl of cereal while I'm driving. I guess if I figured out a way to put the bowl of cereal in some sort of cup and I would just drink the cereal, but I still think there's a there's an inherent danger in that because all right, let me let me picture what this would look like. And I'll use a cereal that I currently have in the cabinet. I believe I have I believe I have chocolate checks. You sort of feel half healthy because they're checks, but you got some of them are chocolate and it's wonderful, but so the cereal I currently have in the house, if I am not mistaken, is Lucky Charms because you got to have your Lucky Charms. I don't know. They, I need smaller boxes. I need this, not the tiny little individual servings. I usually am just having a craving for a certain cereal, but I don't want a whole box of it. Not a giant box anyway. So I, I don't even know if the cereal is expired or not. It could be. I don't remember when I bought it, so that means it's old. I have Cocoa Pebbles, and I will not apologize for my addiction to Cocoa Pebbles. I don't know what the pebbles are made out of. An unapologetic love of Cocoa Pebbles. Not a fan of Fruity Pebbles, just the Cocoa Pebbles. A thing I was thinking about yesterday. I remember reading somewhere that, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna say it anyway, but saying it out loud makes me wonder why I just heard this and filed it away as fact. I, I read somewhere once and never gave it another thought, just assumed it, it was probably true that Cocoa Pebbles or Pebble cereal caused cancer? Is that, I don't know where I heard, oh, the internet. Um, maybe they were talking about a food dye that is used for Fruity Pebbles or something. I don't know, why would Pebble, why would cereal still be on the shelf if it caused cancer? I think that's probably, the important question we all have to ask ourselves, but it just occurred to me now that, you know, when I was about to say it to you, that that's kind of a crazy statement. And I don't remember where I heard it specifically, but I want you all to know that even though I kind of heard and internalized the idea that Cocoa Pebbles, maybe it was Fruity Pebbles, but that Pebble cereal causes cancer or could cause cancer, I never stopped eating it because I think that it, they might be like cigarettes. I posit that Cocoa Pebbles must have nicotine or some addictive substance in them because I heard that they might cause cancer and I thought, oh well, that's too bad, and poured myself another bowl and another bowl and another. So I, ever since I heard that, I still buy it, I still eat it. Like I didn't think about it till just now that that, that feels like a crazy thing. 
if Tom was in the car with me, or anybody else was in the car with me, they would be forced to look these things up. They, I, they would be forced to do the research live. Or, you know, maybe that's why Tom drives a lot, so that I could do my own research. I would be looking it up. The other two cereals that are likely to be in my cabinet, but I actually don't know what I have right now, are um, Special K Red Berries and Raisin Nut Bran. I could eat them, but let's just, for the sake of this conversation, let's assume I'm going to have some Cocoa Pebbles. Now, if I put them in a cup, and I put the milk in the cup, and I'm assuming I would, it would be like a travel mug, just to make sure I could carry it out to the car, I could take the lid off. It's always dangerous when you're driving. Take the lid off and sort of drink the cereal, but my fear would be that it would all slide forward at the same time, creating a tsunami of milk and I would just be completely covered with cereal and milk on my drive-in. So long way around, that is why, like I needed to explain why I won't eat cereal in the car. So I don't eat cereal in the car because I'd rather eat it with a spoon. I can't drive and eat with a spoon. And even if I wasn't driving, somebody else was. I don't, but wow. Even if someone else was driving, I don't believe that I would um, want to eat a bowl of cereal with a spoon in the car. What was the point of that? It's another thing I could call the podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm going home. Now, for you, there's really almost no difference between me being in the car driving to work and me being in the car driving home from work but for those of us in the car leaving the office I can tell you there is a distinct difference between the two when I leave work in the afternoon any yawning I do is for a completely different reason than the yawning I do on the way into work. On the way into work, I'm yawning because I didn't get enough sleep the night before. On the way home, I'm yawning because I'm exhausted from being at work all day. So, as you can see, those are two completely different yawns, even if they sound and feel the same to me. Also, because I keep talking about yawning, I want to yawn, which is bad because I'm recording myself and I don't want to yawn in your ear. I would also like to know how many of you have yawned since starting to listen to this segment of the podcast. Possibly all of you? I don't know. I suspect a large percentage of you had a little urge and I just, I want you to go with it. I want you if you get that urge, I want you to let it happen. I think that's important. I think we'll all feel better when we're done yawning. I needed to add a quick content warning on this for people who are extremely bothered by dead moths and dead squirrels. That's your warning. I posted a couple of 
things on Twitter today. Um, they form a very short story. And I would like to talk about it because I feel like I need the therapy session for it. But, uh, so what happened is I, I have the one tomato plant. We've talked about that. I, what I didn't mention is that this morning when I went outside to water it, I was standing on the, I went out my bare feet and the top step of my front stairs watching this little chickadee wrestle with a giant moth. In proportion to the chickadee, it was huge. I was watching that and I was thinking, that's odd. When I looked down and noticed that the entire top step, it's the landing really, was covered with dead moths. And I was standing there in my bare feet and I was completely and utterly horrified at the thought that I was standing on dead moths. If you know me, you know how much I hate bugs, killing bugs and dead bugs, but killing a bug can, can make me ill or can give me dry heaves. And so that's why I leave killing bugs to other people. So the thought of standing on a dead moth or having it stuck to my foot I'm even having a hard time talking about it right now. It was not good. I held it together and didn't run screaming across my lawn. I did walk across my lawn and shuffle my feet to get whatever might have possibly been on them off of them. But that was my morning. And then I saw the squirrel get killed. Did I mention that on the way in? Let's assume I did saw the squirrel get squished while I was driving to work. So it's just really been one of those days. You could go weeks without experiencing that level of death, but not today. Thanks for swinging by. It was very kind of you probably um, not what you expected, or maybe it was, because it's very typical, isn't it, now that we're 11 episodes in. If you are expecting anything but what that just was, we probably need to talk about your choice of podcast subscriptions. Other than that, I would like you to have a great rest of the week.